Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business out there. The way that we like to do it is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question you would love to have answered on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions, join our Facebook group, um, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network, and find out about our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is doing amazingly well, Brian. It is. We uh, we had a really great week. Um, I'm texting people to just check in how things are going and getting only positive responses, which is oh, great. And we just sent an email that says, I fucked up, which is great. That's going to be an interesting headline. I have a feeling the open rate's going to be Did you like ridiculous. it? Ridiculous, yeah. I didn't even run it by you. I just wanted to... Uh, yeah. I wanted to, I was like, fuck it. I want to go live with it what happens. <laughs> As you grow your company, you have emails sent out from you that say, I fucked up. It's cool. You're not mad at it, are I you? like it, though. Okay, I was going to say, you, you sound upset. I'm... No, I'm not upset. Okay, I like it. I'm, I'm actually really curious to see what the open rate is on it. Good. Um, if you guys enjoyed the show today, I'd really appreciate it if you are listening on a podcast platform. If you can hook us up with a review on there, that goes a really long way for helping to grow our audience. And if you are watching on YouTube... You can hit the little thumbs up button, let us know that you like the show, and hit the subscribe button and the little bell to get notified of future episodes of the show. Yep. What do we got today, Brian? So today we're answering a, a question from one of our Media Mayor Mastermind attendees. Uh, Walter, I believe his last name is pronounced Sisovich. I love you pronouncing it. I think names. it's pretty, I think that's right, because I've watched a lot of his videos, so I didn't fuck this up. I think it's Sisovich. Um, he asked, what do we have our VAs doing? Uh, virtual assistants as a VA, and what do we have them doing? And before we even get to that, I kind of want to back up that question. There's a lot in there before we even get to what we have them doing. I want to kind of talk about where we find them. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the idea of them. Um, I know there is some, I don't want to say controversy because that's not true, but some differing of opinions on what you should use VAs for, if you should use VAs. Um, anyways, let's get into all of that. So first, let's talk about overall, what is a VA, Kyle? VA stands for Virtual Assistant. Check, okay. So what? Um, one of the things that I want to get into early, because I know in my department we talked about this quite a bit, is why why is it better to hire a VA? And what's the moral kind of obligations or, or um, we pay them significantly less than someone in the States. Correct. Are they less qualified? I, I kind of want to just talk about the VAs in general there because I think there's a few misconceptions. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Thanks for helping me. Not at all. It's cool. I'll just give you the rope and you go Shut and, up. and tie, tie a knot. So it. let's talk about pay rate for a second. Yeah. So virtual assistants, depending on where your virtual assistants are located. Now, to be clear, a virtual assistant does not mean they have to be out of this country. That's true. Right? You could have a virtual assistant. I'm in San Diego. I had a virtual assistant in Los Angeles. That would still, by definition, be a virtual assistant. It's an assistant who is not physically there in your office that assist you. They're just doing it virtually, which we've all gotten very comfortable working virtually over the last year. So Yeah, stuff um, that was impossible two years ago. Now it's commonplace. Yeah. So I think a lot more people got comfortable having virtual assistants. Some of you took your in-house assistant and made them a virtual assistant for however long you were uh, 
locked out of your office for with COVID. So I think everybody probably got a little bit more comfortable working with virtual assistants. Um, whether you knew it or not, your assistant was actually virtual at one point in time. Um, as we went through COVID in my house and my assistant went through COVID in his house, we became virtual at that point. So uh, that's just the way that it goes. So um, as far as what are you going to pay a virtual assistant, you could see anywhere from a dollar an hour on the low end up to, I mean, again, if I had a virtual assistant in LA, it's probably going to be $20 an hour. I think minimum wage is like 15 an hour in California. Yeah. So it's really going to vary. Um, the virtual assistants that we have on our team are all in the Philippines and they are all in the three to $4 an hour range. Now, one of the things I want to talk about, so as we're talking about money, one of the things that I, I want to make sure we note is at first I, I had the same mindset too is, hey, we're taking advantage of these people. We're, we're paying, again, minimum wage here in San Diego, California is what, like you think you said 15 an hour? Close to we're, it. we're only paying $3 an hour. That's, that's jacked up. Tell me why that is or isn't true. Well, the good thing is I one of my best friends, um, his wife is from the Philippines. She actually moved here shortly before um, they got married. And she's told me a lot about growing up and living in the Philippines and, and wages and everything. And in all honesty, if somebody's making $3 an hour over there, they're living an amazing life. Like that's enough money to provide for an entire family there. There are a lot of people there who are making a dollar or less, U.S. dollars or less per hour. So paying somebody $3 an hour there would be like paying somebody $45 an hour here. So they're actually making a really good wage. I think we sometimes have these limiting beliefs in our head that like, well, if this is what we pay in San Diego, that somebody's got to make that if they're in the Philippines. Like that's not true, right? It's all relative. Just like if I'm hiring an assistant and I'm in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm going to expect to pay that assistant less money in Tulsa than I am in San Diego, yeah. right? And that's just different parts of our own country. But once you go outside of the country, $3, $4 an hour, they're making a very good living. They're providing an amazing life for their families. And so I think you just got to have context when you're um, comparing these things to what is the going wage in that particular area. And like I said, Tulsa versus San Diego, very different going wages there. Cost of living, very different there. So um, I think you have to get rid of those um, limiting beliefs you have in your head of like what somebody should make. Now, a lot of things that I heard before uh, before we started doing the pro or before I started doing the process myself is you think, okay, I'm paying someone there. They don't live in this country. English is probably their second language. They're probably not going to be a good worker. I, I think a lot of people are worried, again, especially pre-COVID of I don't know how to keep track of them. I don't know if they're actually working. I, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about the work ethic as well. Um, one of the things that I noticed, and I think John Glutch mentioned this, he said, I think it was him, it might not have been him, but he goes, VAs are just people that work somewhere else. They're not, just because they're a VA doesn't make them smarter or dumber, work harder or not. They're just people that live, happen to live somewhere else. And after he said that, I go, well, that makes sense. We, we as Americans are not inherently smarter or work better. or And it, I can make lots of inferences where it's the exact opposite, where our, our VAs are crushing it. Um, and we've had in-house staff that are not here with us anymore that weren't doing as good a job. Um, so do you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, I think the key, again, you're paying people three, four X what is a normal wage in their area. You're getting talented people. Like, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're getting college graduate, you know, multilingual speaking. I mean, they not only speak their local language, they speak our language, they speak multiple languages. Like, these are very smart people. Like, I, I would argue that they're smarter than some of our in-house people. No offense to my, my peeps, but... We have some As we're sitting that are, right here, <laughs> that are extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's all about these limiting beliefs that we have, and it's just because it's something new, right? Like every time iPhone like updates their system, oh my gosh, it's new! People freak out, but like it's just that fear of the unknown. We don't, so we don't know how the new iPhone update's gonna work. We don't know how it is in that country. So then we like make these false assumptions, we spiral and, and make things into way bigger deals than they need to be. But we're getting super talented people very well well educated and when it comes to your VAs you can also make decisions do I want verbal or nonverbal VAs like do I have a role where somebody actually needs to be client facing and having communication with a client or are they behind the scenes and they're just knocking out tasks like there you can even get people at a dollar two dollars an hour again talented this maybe aren't versed in our language but there's a lot of tasks that somebody can do regardless if if they speak our language or not yeah one of the things that I was expecting because uh, we have a VA that's crushing it right now. He doesn't need to be client facing. So I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, Being well versed in in English wasn't uh, the highest priority. I needed to be able to communicate with him, but it wasn't the highest priority. Everyone I interviewed, literally, I'm like, this is, they're fine. Yeah, they have an accent, but I can understand them. Like, it's totally fine. It was an issue. Um, And before we get into the tasks, one of the things that I also was unaware of that I am pleasantly surprised with is they work the hours that we need them to work. Um, right now we have our VA working in the media team from 9 to 6, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. our time, which is I think starts at midnight or something their time. He works through the night. Um, we're just moving him to starting at 1 p.m. our time and ending at 10 p.m. our time. So that way he can be editing shoots after we're gone and done from the office, hopefully turning them around the same day improving our, our, our speed there. So th- those are some cool things. Before we talk about what our VAs do, which is almost anything, let's talk about what t- primarily VAs are not great at. Okay. Um, the things that I personally am not a fan of using VAs for is inbound ISAs. Inbound or outbound? I'm actually okay with them outbound. I'm not a okay. fan of using an ISA inbound. Um, the reason for that is the cost of leads is going up and up and up and up. I mean, to the point you might be spending two, three hundred plus dollars for a single lead. Do you want to trust that lead with somebody that you don't have that hands on coaching, mentoring, where you could literally sit side by side with them, live coach them on calls? Like, I just don't feel that that's the most effective. I feel that somebody who's grown up in an area has that local market knowledge, somebody who knows if I'm west of the five versus east of the five. Um, those are freeways here in California. We call them the <laughs> and the number. That's just what we refer to them as. That's how you know somebody's from San Diego or from California if they refer to freeways by the eight, the 15, the five. That's a telltale sign somebody's from California, by the way. Um, so if you guys are moving to like Idaho or Texas, don't say that. They don't like you when you say that. <laughs> All right, it's it's the I-80 and the I-95, right? Like that's how you gotta say these things. Um, 
So that local market knowledge is crucial, right? Somebody gets a lead on a property in La Jolla and they're like, hi, and they mispronounce La Jolla. Like that's a multi-million dollar sale lost. So I don't believe it's the ideal scenario to have a virtual assistant taking inbound. I think that this is one of those positions where you want the high level of talent locally that you can be very hands-on with. Um, but I don't have a problem using them outbound because when I'm outbound, I could just pay Vulcan 7, like 350 bucks a month for unlimited leads. So you, I could when pay, you say outbound, you're talking about circle dialing, that sort of stuff. Expireds for sale by owners, circle dialing, those types of things. Because now I don't have a $300 cost per lead. Gotcha. So anything that they could pull out of that, that's like that's icing bonus. on the cake, right? I'm not potentially wasting a $300 lead over you know, a mispronunciation or a lack of local market knowledge or a local customs or whatever the case may be. So I think that if it's outbound, I don't think you have a whole lot to lose. Okay. But inbound, I mean, shoot, we've got multiple lead sources we spend over $30,000 a month on. A month. Yes, that's when we spend that kind of money. It takes money. You got to spend money to make money, right? Um, so I'm a fan of using them in uh, outbound, not inbound. So, and I just want to clarify, because I was expecting inbound, meaning just taking inbound phone calls, but any inbound leads that come in, whether they be from Zillow or Facebook, pay-per-click or, or realtor.com, any of those leads that come in, you're counting as inbound. Outbound, you're talking about circle dialing. Cool, cool, cool. Correct. Um, okay. Now we talked about, oh, let's talk about where to find them. Yeah. This one I'm, I'm pretty passionate about. There's really three primary ways to find a VA. There are companies that you could um, go out and hire. They've been around. I feel like these guys are kind of the OGs that you hire them. You tell them, I'm looking for somebody who does this. They go find them. They hire them. They, and if you're not watching this, but I'm using air quotes, train them. Um, and then you're paying them anywhere from 9 to $12 an hour. Seems like what most of those are charging right now. 9 to $12 an hour forever. Well... Because they're, at that point, they're that company's problem. They're the ones that hire, fire, train. Yeah. Correct. So they're charging a premium. And now, look, I don't have a problem with somebody charging a premium, but I also have a problem with somebody taking $10 an hour off the top of what is actually getting paid to the employee. And now, look, I run a business too, and, it, and I run a for-profit business, but I think there's a, a point where... It's just a little too much. And I think they've, they've continued to keep raising their rates too, which is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, when so, you get a 90% 90, 90 management fee, yeah, that's a... <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Uh, so I'm not a fan of that because over time, that starts to become very expensive. The complete opposite end of the spectrum is you go find them yourself. So you go on onlinejobs.ph or you go on Upwork or you know one of the other systems out there. And now you fully recruit these people. You put the ads out. You vet the people who come in, you handle all the interviews, you handle all the training, you do everything. Well, there's no upfront cost on that. Mm -hmm. And now you're hiring them at a, a real wage, which is, you know, two, three, four, five dollars an hour, somewhere in that range. Um, so over the course of time, right, do the math. If you got them at four dollars an hour versus the other companies at twelve dollars an hour, that's an eight dollar an hour delta. And over the course of a year, like that's a massive number. That's three times as much. Well, you could have three VAs. You could have three for the price of one. So yeah. uh, maybe you want to go that route. You you got a little bit more time and you got more sweat equity available and less check equity. So you go that route. Cool. 
Um, the route that we've opted to go for, we use a company called Sphere Rocket, S-P-H-E-R-E, uh, Sphere Rocket, and they take a upfront fee, essentially like a headhunting fee, to go and find the people for you. So they run the ads, they vet the people, and then they bring you the candidates that are qualified to meet the position that you have to hire. You interview and ultimately pick the person that you want and you pay a fee for them having headhunted that person for you. But then the beauty is you're now hiring them at the real wage, two, three, four, five dollars an hour, somewhere in there. So we love that route because we don't have the time, we don't have the sweat equity available, so, but we do have the check equity. So we utilize that check equity to find, um, to pay this headhunting fee to bring in the talent. But then the good thing is we're only paying them three, four bucks an hour as opposed to the other companies that are $12 an hour. So what does it cost? It's a few thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, it not, is, it's not, it's not, it's a not cheap, cheap right? It, it's a few grand up front. But over the course of time, over the course of a year, that $8 an hour that you're saving is going to pay for itself exponentially. And the longer you keep these people on your team, the more money you're going to save. So that's our preferred route. We've had very good experiences. Um, we have, and we'll just kind of dive into where you were going to head next. Is well, what on, it, before we get into that, one of the things that may be unique to Sphere Rocket that I'm really, that I really, really like, you talked about the longer you have them, the, the, the cheaper that upfront cost is. If they don't work out within the first, I believe it's the first year, year. and you go, you know what? I had this person for nine months. I can't, they're not cutting it. I need to let them go. They will replace that person without another upfront cost, yeah. which is huge. So if you, you pay that couple thousand bucks, you find someone for three bucks an hour, you have them for 10 months or two months, and you're like, oh shit, that didn't work out. Now I gotta spend another couple grand. No, they, they roll that over to find the next person. So that, that even just proves to me, and we've already used that once at least, uh, that proves to me that they're not in it for just the quick buck. They want to make sure you're happy with the, the progress with, yep. with the person that you choose. Yeah, so it's a one-year guarantee on it. So if they, if you go through the whole process, you make the hire and it doesn't work out, they'll find you a replacement. So now, now you what can transition. Okay. What do they do? Yeah, so what do they do? Uh, we currently have four and we're gonna be, we just committed to another one in my uh, level 10 sales call. So we have four currently. We have one doing transaction coordination. We have one doing listing coordination. We have one doing photo and video editing. And we have one who's uh, managing our leads and our database and updating all of our different um, channel partners. So things like OpCity, Flex, um, Fast Expert, Homelight, all these different things. So that that's somebody who's kind of like database kind of, management. Yeah, somebody who follows behind the agents. And instead of our agents having to go in and update all of these different systems, which it's hard enough to get them to update one system. Last thing I want them to do is have to update 10 different systems. We just have our agents update our one primary system, which is follow-up boss. And then our um, database manager, our lead manager, follows behind them and grabs the notes the agents are putting in and puts them in the 10 different portals so that the agents don't have to. Um, so we have somebody who's doing that right now. And then the position we're gonna be hiring is a uh, concierge for our agents for when an agent goes on an appointment, which our agents are going on like, 30, 40 appointments a week right now, um, this person will then call the agent after their appointments and then they will find out how the appointment went. They'll log the results of the appointment and, our, and follow up boss. Then also if they need to reschedule a showing, maybe they're ahead of schedule, maybe they're behind schedule, they can handle moving the appointment around because a lot of times you're driving in the car, you're trying to like pull up phone numbers and call and text and it's, it's kind of chaotic. 
um, so they can help as far as like rescheduling in the moment um, while you're out in the field. They can also set follow-up task, right? So they could go in your CRM and say, hey, when you get back, make sure to do this or that. You got to check on the HOA or you got to do this. Um, they can schedule the next showing appointment, you know, so they can say, hey, um, there's one around the corner. Can you see if you can get us in there later today? If not, get us in there tomorrow at 10, set that appointment for you. They'll be able to write the offer for you. Um, so if you're right, you just finished an appointment with Brian, Brian wants to offer on one, two, three main street while I'm driving and I'm headed to my next appointment, which is with Thomas, I can just be on the phone and just kind of unload all that information while I'm driving from appointment to appointment to where by the time I get to the next appointment, the offer is sitting in my inbox ready for me to sign before I even walk into the next appointment with Thomas, where normally I would be going from appointment to appointment. Then at the very end of the day, I finally have a chance to sit down and then I can log all these updates, log these notes, set these tasks, write these offers. But by the time that happens, I forgot half the stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like I forgot half the conversations that we had. So now by being able to be on the phone and unload all that information, we're gonna get, one, we're gonna have accurate reporting on whether or not these appointments are actually happening. And then we're gonna have much better follow-up and follow through after the appointment and make sure we deliver on the expectations we set with the client. So the answer to the question, and I'm glad we filled all that stuff with all, all the pre-stuff, because the answer to the question is actually pretty simple. What, what can a VA do? It's literally, we have our VAs doing anything that they can that they don't have to be physically here for. So they can't photograph properties. They can't do, they can't do things that only licensed people can do. So they can't do AVIDs or counters. Or I, don't, I don't know what you can do as licensed or not. Um, and they also do the things that we can't automate. We use a lot of automation. We've talked about Zapier and we talked about all those things. But they, they're basically just an extension of our staff that does literally anything that can't be automated. We're having ours, we're having our VA update. We've had over a thousand videos on one channel, on one YouTube channel. He's updating all the thumbnails. I said, start with the most popular, go backwards and update them all. Um, and so while he's not doing property shoots or property edits, we're having him do that. So. Literally, literally, they can do anything. But I think we gave them some really good examples. Yeah, anything that doesn't require boots on the ground. That's that's it. They could do damn there anything. Yeah. And again, I only have I've only had experience with this one, and I'm really happy with what he's doing. And, and when we told him we selected him and hired him, he almost cried. He was so excited. He just texted me the other day, saying, "Hey, I didn't give you the, give you, I haven't told you lately, but I'm so grateful for this job. I'm so grateful to be part of this team." I was like, "What?" Well, that's cool. You're doing a lot of work for us, so thank you. But he's very grateful to be here, so that's really yeah. cool. I mean, and that money that you're paying him could literally provide for his entire family, right? Where you initially you feel bad, like, gosh, it seems like so little. But then it, he's so grateful because he can now provide for his family. And he we, can provide a good life, too. This is not like this. he's eating, you know, mac and cheese and bologna, every, bologna sandwiches every day. Like, Unless he wants to. I mean, yeah. he might want to. But we, we did a quick uh, Google search to see what homes cost. And we saw this mansion with pillars and marble floors, and it was it was like $300,000. And I was like, that's not quite like my first place that was $300,000. So after getting a little perspective, we, go, we, we realized it's a different style there. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Well, hopefully that was uh, very sufficient for you. If, again, if you want to get connected, uh, Sphere Rockets are go-to. Um, if you want a connection to the owner there, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle, um, and I'll connect you with the owner directly. 
um, and he can get you dialed in and you can explore a little further um, on that. And I, you know, he sent me a list of like a bunch of tasks that you can have a virtual assistant do for you. So if you shoot me that DM on Instagram, I'll shoot over that list of tasks. Um, so you can kind of open your mind to some more specifics of what a virtual assistant can do for you. Sweet. Cool. Um, well, again, if you are, we're going to get to our widget of the week, which is a little fun thing we like to share that either saves us time, makes us more money, or uh, helps us have more fun. But before we dive into that, if you're enjoying the show today, if we're adding a lot of value for you and your business, make sure to um, write a review for us if you're listening on a podcast platform. If you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Let us know you like the show. And then hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so you get notified when we drop future episodes of the show. And then again, if you have a question you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join the referral network, uh, join our Facebook group, and uh, find out about the Media Mayor Mastermind course where you can learn all about how to crush it with video in your business. All right, Brian. So widget of the week. My widget definitely saves our team a lot of time, plus adds a lot of value to our agents. Um, One of the things that we were trying to do as we scale up our team, as we grow, we wanted to make sure that we were able to um, provide a quality product while being able to do uh, more shoots for more agents. So we did a few tweaks. One of the things we noticed that was taking a lot of time is when we did our twilight shoots. Every time we do a twilight shoot, twilight photo shoot, we're at the property for six hours, and then we're editing for six to eight hours. That adds a lot of time, and not every property deserves or requires a twilight shoot. Um, so what we did is we looked around to find a way to um, give our agents a twilight shoot for every single every, every single property without them actually having to book it. So we, we're using Box Brownie to do these, date, they call them data desk conversions, um, we tried it ourselves as the media team. We could do something that looks decent, uh, and it takes a long time. There, they have two different options there. They have a four-dollar one where um, they'll just do a day-to-desk replacement, uh, which is perfect to use on a cloudy day when you don't have any um, any shadows. But it looks really bad when you have bright sun and shadows and so, that sort of stuff. So they have a twelve-dollar version, which they will go through and remove the shadows. And we did one where it had dappled light in in front on the concrete and it was literally light shadow light shadow and chad one of my photographers like how are they going to do this let's figure it out so we sent it to them and they did a really good job um when they deliver it back to us i still have my guys go and tweak it add some saturation add some contrast i think they give a good product we we still spend some time to make it better um but anyways box brownie is what we use for data dust conversions um, all of our properties for agents on the team get this, and uh, it gives them a little bit more of a wow factor and enables our guys to be able to do more shoots. Love it. Cool. The one that I've got, uh, first heard about this, Gary Vee and Tom Ferry have both been using this service. We just started using it recently. Um, it's something that allows us to effectively communicate with a large community of people via text message. And what I love with it is I can send a text out to a thousand people simultaneously. Um, and then I can intake the responses um, individually. So I don't have to put a thousand people in one text thread that gets like crazy noisy and annoying. And then what's cool is the texts come back, it then groups them together based on the responses. So if I ask a yes or no question and you know 500 people respond yes, 500 people respond no, then I can send follow-up text to the 500 who said no, I can send a follow-up text to the 500 who said yes. It's a really, really cool system. So it's great, maybe you wanna organize your community within your local 
community, literally, and you want to be able to push text things out to everybody in your community, um, or you have an agent community, your team, your um, your entire network, your brokerage. It's a really, really cool tool, and it's called Community. Um, love this tool. It's fantastic for pushing updates, and, and obviously everybody likes to communicate via text message. as much more preferred over email, and it's all like a full double opt-in type thing, so you can't just start spamming a bunch of people. They actually have to request to receive your text messages, so the audience that you have within your community is a very clean audience. It wants your uh, communication. So we've totally fallen in love with this service. I've wanted it for a long time. We finally bit the bullet and jumped on it, and we're loving it so far. So community. What is? I remember when it first opted, first came out. It starts was about a hundred dollars a month. Okay, cool, cool, great guys. Awesome. Well, I hope you got a lot of value out of the show today. Really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Whistleway Podcast. <laughs>